everybody. Welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 149, August 4th, 2019. Happy birthday, Vinny. My brother's birthday today. I hope you're having a great time with Aleida, and I'll see you soon, my brother. I hope everyone, welcome to Victory Church. What if you stand up and we pray to give thanks to our Lord? Thank you, Father, for your love, your mercy. We love you, Lord. We thank you for another day of life. We thank you, Father, for this gorgeous day that you are giving us today. We love you. In the name of Jesus, Father, receive the songs that we prepared for you, Lord, to adore you through it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Miss Bailey. Thank you. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front line, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines as our families slip away. Where are you, men of courage? You were made for so much more. Let the pounding of our hearts cry. We will serve the Lord. We were made to be courageous, and we're taking back the fight. We were made to be courageous, and it starts with us tonight. The only way we'll ever stand is on our knees with lifted hands. Make us courageous. Lord, make us courageous. This is our resolution, our answer to the call. We will love our wives and children. We refuse to let them fall. We will reignite the passion that we bury deep inside. May the watchers become warriors, let the men of God arise. We were made to be courageous, and we're taking back the fight. We were made to be courageous, and it starts with us tonight. The only way we'll ever stand is on our knees with lifted hands. Make us courageous. Lord, make us courageous. Seek justice, love mercy. Walk humbly with our God. Seek justice, love mercy. Walk humbly with in the war of the mind. I will make my stand in the battle of heart, in the battle of the hand, in the war of the mind. I will make my stand in the battle of the heart and the battle. We were made to be courageous, and we're taking back the fight. We were made to be courageous, and it starts with us tonight. The only way we'll ever stand is on our knees with lifted hands. Make us courageous. Lord, make us courageous. Courageous, Lord, make us courageous, make us courageous, Lord, make us courageous, Lord, make us courageous. 
just enough of the spotlight when it burns bright to see how it gets in the blood. And I've tasted my share of the sweet life and the wild ride and found a little that's not quite enough. And I know how I can stray and how fast my inside every vein and vision and the poison of my pride and any foolish thing my heart holds to Lord empty me of me so I can be filled with you Enough of the quick buys of the best lies to know how prodigals can be drawn away. I know how I can stray and how fast my heart could change and inside every vein and vision and the poison of my pride and any foolish thing my heart holds to Lord empty me of me so I can be filled with you cause everything is a lesser thing compared to you compared to you Everything is a lesser thing compared to you. So why surrender all? Empty me of the selfishness inside every vein ambition. inside every vein and vision and the poison of my pride and any foolish thing my heart holds to Lord empty me of me so I can be Lord empty me of me so
You deserve our praises. You deserve our voices being lifted up to you, Lord. To tell you, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord, God Almighty. 
you dwell in this wonderful, amazing place that one day we will be there, Lord. One day we will be there and we will bow down before you, Lord. That day with millions and billions and billions of people all together saying to you, Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord, God Almighty. And the musicians and all the environment is going to be filled with this glory that precedes you, Lord, because you are glorious. While we are here on earth, Lord, you know how many needs we have, that we go through challenges and different problems. I ask you, Lord, that in this very moment, you will do something special for each one of us, Lord. I invite everyone to lift up your hands. I ask you, Father, that you will pour down more of your Holy Spirit in this very moment, right here, right now, Lord, even for those who are watching, that your presence will come upon each one of us, Lord, in a powerful way to touch us, to transform us, to fill our hearts, Lord, to remove the selfishness from ourselves, to remove the emptiness, to remove the sadness, to remove the frustration, to remove the insatisfaction, to remove the bitterness, to remove the lack of hope. Remove all those things, Lord, from our hearts and fill us with your Holy Spirit, your presence, Lord, that brings life and joy and peace. And Father, I pray for those who are sick, Lord, those who are struggling with health problems right now, Lord, that your power will come upon each one of them. If there is any part of your body that is aching, put your hand in that part of your body. Put your hand there and lift up your other hand and just say, Father, heal me. He has the power to heal you. Heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. Give me the healing I need. I trust you, Lord. You are my divine doctor. You are my healer, Lord. If it's your feelings, your emotions that need to be healed, just lift up your hands and let the Holy Spirit fill your heart. Thank you, Lord, for this majestic experience. We live constantly by being in your presence, Lord, surrounded by angels. And they bring, Lord, the jars with the oil to be poured down upon us. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you, Father, for the strength you give us. Thank you, Father, for the hope you are giving us. Thank you, Lord, because you are inspiring us to keep going through life knowing that you are ahead of us you are the angel ahead of us guiding us Lord that you are that column of fire guiding your people in Jesus name Amen Part of our way of worshiping the Lord is also through our contributions. To our viewers and listeners, we invite you to go to our website, bchurch.us, and there you will find a tab, and in that tab it says Give Online. Also, you can use the text giving through the phone number 432-268-0007. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. 
We hope that you will enjoy it. Well, the title of this message is I Feel Great. Well, some of us, sometimes we say that. I feel great, like uh, sugar flakes, right? You remember? I feel great. However, frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. Yeah. What did I say? Sugar flakes. I was just testing you guys. I'm glad that you are listening. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Well, sometimes uh, we are like frosted flakes. We, we feel the sugar, we feel great. But not always, correct? Not always we feel great. However, sometimes we, we are trying to just to feel good about something that is happening to us and try to forget about the rest of the world. I would like to invite you, my dear friend watching or listening, to go to our website and click on the tab called Bulletin. And there you can download the bulletin that we have here in the church in the clipboards. I feel great, August 4th, 2019, our worship service number 149. We read this passage of the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you see someone on their way to death or in danger of being killed, you must do something to save them. You cannot say, it's none of my business. The Lord knows everything, and he knows why you do things. He watches you, and he will pay you back for what you do. Proverbs 24, 11, 12. It's such an accurate part of the scripture. Because as I said, sometimes we say, I feel great. I'm okay. If you don't feel great, I don't care. It's not my problem. Sometimes we come to that point of selfishness. And, and it's sad. You know, part of the news that we had this week is the sad death of this police officer in New York. As you can see in the picture, he was the father of four kids. Beautiful wife, he committed suicide. He killed himself. It's some very unfortunate news that we hear from time to time. Imagine the tragedy, how these kids are going to face now the future, not having a father there. It is sad. Have you ever been called by someone attempting committing suicide? Do you remember any time in your life that somebody called you and said, I want to kill myself? Have you? You know, it's, it's horrible. And you just don't know what to do in those cases. I would like to ask you to take note of this information because it's important that you have it available not because of you necessarily, but someday someone might need it. The Suicide Prevention Lifeline is an organization that helps people that are thinking of committing suicide. Their website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org, and the phone number is 800-273-8255. It's good if you write it down and it's better if you put it on your phone because you never know when that thing could save one life. For those who know someone that speaks Spanish uh, and you're concerned, well, I, how can I help this person? You know, they, they don't speak any English. There is a phone number also for Spanish-speaking people and the number is 
628-9454. This organization has statistics, and it is really alarming when you see the numbers. Do you know that in an average per month, the state with more phone calls in the country is California. They receive an average of 18,800 phone calls per month. People saying, I want to kill myself in California. The second state, unfortunately, is us here in Texas. 11,300 people called in an average month saying, I want to kill myself. And the third state is New York with 9,400 people calling for the same reason. Do you know that statistics shows us that the ratio, it's 78 male, 22 female. Interesting, you think that uh, men are stronger. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Numbers are telling us that seems like male give up easier. It's a high proportion. Now the ages are also interesting. A lot of people think teenagers are killing themselves constantly, but statistics are showing that in the US, actually the range of age with most people committing suicide is in between 45 and 54 years of age. The second range is elderly, above 85 years old. And the third one, people from 55 through 64 years old. Why do they do those things, guys? Why do they do that? You know, there are many reasons. And believe it or not, one of those reasons is weather. For some reason, cold weather, weather affects a lot of people. It does. But the other reason, of course, is health. You know, many people, when they are ill, they just think, there is nothing for me to live. I think it's better for me just to kill myself. And you know, for some of us that have lived experiences with divorce or disasters in our families, sometimes that devastation forces people to commit suicide. And for those who do not know this, you know, there are individuals that have a chemical imbalance in their brains. You know, brain, the brain is, is a mysterious organ and it works with electricity, and I cannot explain those things, guys, because I don't know much about it. But what I know is that it is proved that there are people with chemical imbalance and they need to take certain uh, meds in order to balance it out. Some of them, they are affected for those reasons. Here in America, in this map that you can see on the screen right now, the states with the darker blue are the states with more suicides every year, including Alaska, as you can see in the bottom left side of the map. The rest are precisely in the north part of the country. By the way, do you know which are the area in the world that are less suicides all the time? It is so interesting. The islands in the Caribbean. The islands in the Caribbean. Is, is the area where there are very little suicides. You see? Interesting. It has to do with all those factors. But what is exactly what really kills people? What is the reason why people go into that direction? Well, the first reason is because they feel useless. 
There are individuals that they, they just think, you know, I, I cannot give any money to anyone at this point in my life. I cannot do anything for anyone at this point in my life. I cannot do anything for anybody. I am just useless. And that, that is what really kills people. Because they die constantly, day after day, just thinking, I am useless. The second thing that kills people is to feel irrelevant. And you know what is that? It's when you feel invisible. You are in a place, people come, people go. And nobody even say hello to you. <laughs> and we know that because we have seen that in many families. We are in certain get-togethers with family and friends. And you know, there are some individuals, unfortunately, that happens more and more to two groups, the teenagers and young kids and the elderly. The others, they come, they see them, and ignore them. They just, it's like they don't care. And that is a horrible feeling. Feeling irrelevant, invisible, that nobody cares. That kills people. But the other thing that kills people is evil thoughts. Evil thoughts that are being sent from hell by Satan. Attacking the mind of people. Telling them, you are useless. You are irrelevant. You are good for nothing. You... You are worth more dead than alive. You should kill yourself. Those kind of thoughts are coming from hell. From Satan sending that idea to people. And some people, they get that in their heads. And they start dwelling in those thoughts. And it's sad. It happens. Now, why is it that some people get all that in their heads? <laughs> It is because, unfortunately, they are not reading the Bible. They are not receiving the inspiration that comes from God and understanding what we need is just to think about anything that is pure, noble, and worthy to be praised. When you are leading your thoughts according with the scripture, you will be fine. But that is, that's why it's important that you every day take your time to read your Bible. You do it. It's good for you. I want to show you this video that is a very unusual video. You can see that it's something like a tunnel. And let me explain something very interesting to you. You know, a lot of people, when, when they are thinking of themselves, let's suppose someone here, maybe it's you, or maybe you watching or listening. You are thinking of yourself. And you are thinking, uh, I don't feel good today. I don't feel like eating. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't like this. I, I can't stand this other thing. And this, the train of thought keep going about myself. That person is going through a tunnel like this. When you are thinking only about yourself, this is what is going to happen. Eventually, you will feel like you are going down and down. And then is when people go to crazy ideas. is because the excess of selfishness, 
very egotistic way of thinking. You have to be aware of that so you don't make that mistake. Of course we are going to think of ourselves. What do I want to have for breakfast this morning? Uh, what, would, what would I like to, to drink in the afternoon with my cake, for example? Or, you know, what would I would like to do the following vacation that I have? Of course you, you need to think of yourself, right? But when you are thinking constantly about yourself, this is the danger. You have to be aware of it. If anyone is having those suicide thoughts, let me suggest you three steps that you should take. The first one is find company. Find someone to be with. Now, the idea might be you are thinking, well, I don't want to be with anyone. I just, I just want to be alone. Leave me alone. But that is wrong because that won't help you. It's the opposite. So my first suggestion is that you find company. My second suggestion to you is that you start talking with your friends about your feelings and what you are thinking. If you remember in the picture that I show you about the police officer, that man was not a little tiny guy. He was a tall guy, a strong guy. You saw the picture. But that was the outside. Inside, he was struggling. And perhaps he didn't talk to anybody. So it's a good thing, it's a healthy thing when you are having those kind of thoughts that you will share with your friends what you are thinking. And of course, the third thing that I suggest you guys is what? That you will search and look, seek for professional help. If you are thinking sometimes about those kind of things, Seek professional help. And here again in the screen, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the website, the phone number, write it down, keep it there on your phone. It's important. Maybe you are thinking, wow, that's kind of weird for a Sunday message. It's important to have this in mind. Because precisely, that is what we were saying earlier, right? Oh, I feel great. I don't care if you don't. You know, that, that's a bad way of approaching life. We cannot do that. We have to be conscientious about others and what's going on in the life of other people. If we review this passage, Proverbs 24, 11, if you see someone on their way to death or in danger of being killed, you must do something to save them. You cannot say, it's none of my business. The Lord knows everything, and he knows why you do things. He watches you, and he will pay you back for what you do. You save a life. You encourage somebody. You never know when you're going to save somebody. Just by saying, what if you call this number? You never know. It's important to do it. But I'm going to give you three suggestions of things that you can do when you are among people, guys, that are very practical things to do. The first one is give the answer to those people that are with you that they are looking for something. Yeah, give them the answer. You know, sometimes we are in a group of people and somebody is talking about something that is looking for. Whatever the thing is. It could be a tool. It could be a software problem. It could be a piece of cloth, 
it could be the solution for some issues in the house, whatever. The person is talking, you are there, you know the answer. Are you going to tell me that you are not going to say to this person what's the answer to that problem? Guys, I have seen that many, many times. Even I have heard people listen to this. This is cruel. But this is what I have heard. I was in a meeting. Somebody was telling that was looking for some pro solution for a problem. And this other person is there. Didn't say one word. The meeting ended. We all are somewhere else. I'm with this guy. And this guy said, did you hear that idiot? And I said, what? Did you hear that idiot? Which idiot? The idiot that was asking for this and this thing, you know? He's such an idiot. And I say, why? Can you believe that he doesn't know how to get there, this and this thing? He's such an idiot. Everybody knows that. And you know the answer? Yeah, everybody knows that. Well, I don't know the answer. Well, probably I'm an idiot too. And you know that? And you couldn't say that to this guy? Ugh, I'm not going to waste my time, man. How is it possible? We are in a context, friends, with people sharing our, their challenges and whatnot, and we are just thinking, uh, here's another idiot. That's not right. That's just not right. That has nothing about the Christian person. How can we say, I love the Lord, and here's someone that doesn't know something and is asking for that thing, and we know how to fix it, and we don't tell them. No. We cannot do those kind of things. The other thing that you can do is provide the contact. Sometimes we know where is that thing. What is the name of this individual? And you all also have the phone number. But provide that information to somebody. What's the big deal? Things that I have heard. I saw that thing. The person didn't say anything. We are somewhere else now. And this guy says to me, oh, man, this guy asking for, for that thing makes me laugh. He is really naive. And I say, why? Can you believe that this person is asking for da-da-da-da? And he expects that out of nothing, somebody is going to give him the phone number and the name of this person? That simple? No. You know, it was very hard for me to find this person to fix that. I'm not going to make it simple for him. That's not right. We can provide the answer. We can provide the contact. And sometimes it's just a direct personal help. What we can do for somebody. Whether it's just pushing a vehicle in the street... The person in the store that is trying to put some things in the shelf, we can do that for him. Whatever, guys. A direct personal help. That is a true Christian heart, you know? It's what we should do. Now, we need to help people in a reasonable way. Sometimes we help people with money, correct? Sometimes we see that. There is a family member or a friend, and they have a need, and they say... Uh, I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Yes. 
but we are not going to take our money to pay the electric bill that if we don't pay, we are going to be without electricity just to help this other person. You have to help within limits. You have to be reasonable about that. We understand that. But you know something so interesting? Probably the best thing that you can do to help anyone is to encourage people. You know, give them a little bit of faith. Give them a little bit of enthusiasm. You all know about Joshua, right? You remember, the big leader, the great leader. And here is the one who take over after Moses. You remember that, correct? And here is Joshua leading the Israelites, and now they are going to Jericho, you know, the seven laps, correct? And they are yelling, and they are going to fight against all these tribes and conquering. So, question, was Joshua a strong leader? Yes or no? He was. But now I want you to see this that you never saw before. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 38. If you remember the books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numerus, and Deuteronomy. And after Deuteronomy, what, what is the next book? Joshua. Joshua is the next book. Okay. What chapter is Deuteronomy right now? Chapter 1. Oh, there are several chapters in Deuteronomy before what? Before Joshua. Okay, watch this. This is what I want you to see. At the beginning of Deuteronomy, the Lord speaks to Moses and tells him something that he didn't know. That Joshua, Joshua needed it. What is what he needed? Encouragement. It took him the whole book to Joshua to get the encouragement. Do you see that? The Lord says, your helper, Joshua, son of Nun, will go into the land and encourage Joshua because he will lead the Israelites to take the land for their own. At that point, Joshua didn't feel like, I'm a great leader. I'm going to do this. No, it was the opposite. Now, later, one book afterwards, here is Joshua leading the Israelites. But all of us need a little bit of encouragement encouragement once in a while, right? Well, that is what you can do, my friend. Encourage people. They need a little bit of encouragement from time to time, and you can do that. Now, some people say, oh, you know, I just feel that when I am talking with those that are weak, they eat my energy, Gian. They just, it's like they, what is the word, drain me? Drain me, you know, I'm just like, after two minutes with this guy, I'm like, oh gosh, I barely can walk, you know? When he calls me, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh, I put the phone away and I run. Because this guy is just eating all my energy. I understand that. Do you know why I understand that? Because I am a pastor. <laughs> Because when everyone has a problem, they will call me. Hey, Gianna, I need to talk to you. Absolutely. <laughs> and now you get the picture. Exactly. Sometimes you are just like, Whew. Some people say, you know, those weak people, they just eat my energy. I understand that. 
But the thing is, when you are trying to encourage people based on your own strength, based on your own wisdom, based on your own knowledge, that's the wrong way to do it. I don't do that on my own. I am just an instrument. I just say, Lord, what do you want me to tell this person? And let's read the scripture. And we read the scripture and we encourage people through the scripture. I understand that. But because people are eating your energy, that doesn't mean that you are going to close your heart to this person and say, I don't care. I just don't want to hear about this person anymore. I'm going to give you examples of beautiful cases where we see people of God encouraging others. In Acts chapter 11, verse 23 and 4, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. When he went to Antioch and saw how God had blessed the believers there, he was very happy. He, what? Encourage them, saying, always be faithful to the Lord. Serve him with all your heart. Many more people became followers of the Lord. Because, you know what? Encouragement and enthusiasm are contagious. It, it, it is a fact. When you are optimistic, people will be close to you. They like to be with somebody that is optimistic. When somebody that is smiling. Somebody that is, you know... Filled with energy and say, you know, things are going to get well for us in the name of the Lord. You know, that is what we, we see. And one person will encourage the other and the other and the other. That, that is what happened here. In Acts chapter 15, verse 32, it says that Judas and Silas, who were also prophets, said many things to, to what? To encourage the believers and make them stronger in their faith. In Romans 15, 4, everything that was written in the past was written, written to teach us. Those things were written so that we could have hope. That hope comes from the patience and encouragement that the scripture give us. Because finally, it's in the scripture that we will find the encouragement that we need every day. Ephesians 5, 19. It says, encourage each other with sound, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Which is so important when you are in your place by yourself, in your car, whatever, and you are too quiet, be careful. It's better if you put the songs. And I take the opportunity to invite you to go to My Victory Music and YouTube. No commercials. It's just one song after the other with lyrics for those who like to sing. All right. Philippians 2, 3 and 4. And whatever you do... Don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and other others more than yourselves. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. So important. Chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you will be blameless and pure. Children of God without any fault, but you are living with Evil people all around you who have lost their sense of what is right. Among those people, you shine like lights in a dark world. That is what makes you different, my friend. We are in the midst of these horrible situations. 29 people killed in 24 hours in shootings. 20 in El Paso. A 21-year-old guy gets into Walmart with all the gear and an AK-47, and he says, the news say that he just, one after the other, boom, 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 
Boom. That was yesterday morning. And then in the night in Dayton, Ohio, in a club, nightclub area, there is another guy shooting. Another nine people killed. It is the dark that we live. It's horrible. Now, we trust in the Lord. And of course, I don't suggest you to go to a dark nightclub in the night. I'm not saying that about Walmart. But what I'm saying to you is just be careful wherever you are. Open your eyes. You have to be aware how things are in these days. And if you see something wrong, I told my wife this morning. If you are in a place and you hear somebody shooting, go to the floor as soon as you can and just go like, boom, immediately, horizontal, I say. That's the best thing you can do. Don't run. Just be on the floor right away. You never know what can happen. That's the reality. That is what is happening today here in America. What we, how are we going to face that? And then is when everyone says, you see, that's why I don't like to be here. I don't like to be there. I don't like to do this. Basically, what they are saying is, I don't want to help anybody. That's wrong. That's wrong. We can do things for people, guys. But we just need to be aware of the evil. This beautiful song that Tracy shared with us earlier, I think it's a good way to, to end this service. So I'm going to invite her to come here. And let's listen to this beautiful song. If you feel like singing with her, go ahead. I've had just enough of the spotlight when it burns bright to see how it gets in the blood And I've tasted my share of the sweet life and the wild ride And found a little is not quite enough And I know how I can stray And how fast my heart change emptying me of the selfishness inside every vain ambition and the poison of my pride and any foolish thing my heart owes to Lord empty me of me so I can enough of the quick buys of the best lies to know how prodigals can be drawn away and I know how I can stress Lord, and how fast my heart could change empty me of the selfishness Every vain ambition and the poison of my pride, many foolish things my heart holds to, Lord, empty.
Cause everything is a lesser thing compared to you. So why surrender inside every vain ambition and the poison of my pride empty me of the selfishness inside every vain ambition and the poison of my pride and any foolish thing my heart holds to Lord empty to be in his presence if you my friend would like to give your heart to God today and change that let's do it let's pray dear God I realize how selfish I can be there is no excuse there is no reason I can give you oh Lord to justify how selfish I have been not just because of the fact that I have ignored the need of people around me but also ignoring you, oh Lord God. I see that. I can see my poor behavior. I realize that I am selfish. Please, Lord, forgive me. I am hoping that today everything can be renewed by you, by your power, by your grace, by your forgiveness, by your holy name, Jesus. From the bottom of my heart, I surrender to you, Lord. I ask you, please help me. I need to change. I need a miracle in my life because I am tired of myself, full of excuses all the time. Always I present my arguments to defend what is indefensible. I can't do this anymore. Please help me to change my life. Please, Lord, make me useful in your kingdom and with the people around me starting today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by His death, resurrection, His blood, that we can experience that transformation. What if we say all together, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Amen. Thank you so much for coming up today today to church. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name. And I'll see you next week. Amen. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody
We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.